A very good evening to all and a warm welcome to you once again. And thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for being part of this prayer session. And we now get into the testimonies session, test, uh, sorry, the, the next session of our evening, which is testimonies. And I'll start with a testimony from Sister Les. Usually she is here at our sessions, but she couldn't join today. So she sent me her testimony and, and has asked me to read it. So I'm going to read out her testimony and and um, I'll share also another testimony that I have from mind. So she has said, uh, I want to give glory, praise, thanks, honor, and worship to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all the blessings that continue to put, that he continues to put into mine and Sim's life. Sim is her daughter. Sim got her final results and she passed law with first class honors and business with distinction. None of this could have been possible without the hand of God in our lives and surrendering and submitting to him and most importantly trusting him even when we did not feel even when we did not feel it or it did not seem the right step and especially to keep the noise and mental clutter at bay constantly telling you that it's not the right step and in the physical, it seemed like it may not have been the right step because everything appears to go not as how we would like to go. It is our way rather than God's way. But this journey of trusting, commanding, knowing my identity has for both of us cemented our relationship with our Creator and taught us to keep our eyes fixed on Him. This brings me to talk about how paradoxical we perceive the Beatitudes to be, which is the first public teaching of Jesus. The last word in the Old Testament is curse. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. That's Malachi 4 verses 4 to 6. And Jesus' teachings in the New Testament on the Beatitudes is all about blessings and blessings. That man somehow does not look at. We look at house, money, fame, career and all things of this world. But the Beatitudes has taught me what is to be blessed in so many ways. If I have been able to grow in my relationship with God so strongly, I believe that the Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group has helped me immensely. The first time in the morning, is given to God through the morning encounter. Brother Savio's teachings, which sometimes speak directly to you, the prayer and worship by Sister Shanin. It is through this that we know what it is to be in the presence of the Lord. And last, but definitely not the last, the Bible teachings giving me practical knowledge to grow my faith so immensely. I thank God for bringing me back into this group and may God bless you all, always. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for that result, for that outcome, and for the journey in the spirit that you are taking them on, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And there's another testimony that I wanted to share from mine. Now, this is a person who needed prayer. This person was um, has been without a job for the last few months, I think three plus months, and wasn't getting calls from anywhere. And I happened to get his contact through an indirect channel. And 
they had just actually asked prayers and I asked for his contact details so that I could pray with him. And I don't know who he is, but we do believe in our God and what he can do in our lives. So we step out in faith. So that was like a good lesson for me to there to step out in faith. I managed to get his phone number and last Wednesday we prayed for him to get a job quickly because he also he's alone. He's 60 plus and still has home loans to pay and the bank has been harassing him. And then at the time when we prayed, minister, I ministered to him so that his faith would grow and he would continue in his relationship with Jesus, which he did. He did say, I spoke to him um, on Wednesday again this week. And he did say he's been feeling that calm throughout this whole week, despite all the challenges, despite the storms that were there. Now, when we, when we spoke last Wednesday, he also said that on this Thursday, which was yesterday, he was meant to have an interview, a job interview, which um, he wasn't really keen on going to that one. But that was the only one that actually came through for him at the time. And so he said something's better than nothing. But he was holding on to faith and I told him to keep declaring. And he kept declaring in faith while we kept praying over the week. I haven't spoken to him during the week though, but he kept praying on his side and I kept praying separately on my end as well. And the interview was meant to be yesterday, but two days ago on Wednesday, out of nowhere, an agency called him and said, we have a job opportunity in the government. It is a short-term temporary job, but government jobs generally, they start off temporarily and then end up becoming uh, longer term or they extend contracts uh, because of projects uh, getting extended or newer projects coming up. There's always something coming up there all the time. So he went there on Wednesday for that interview. They they called him the previous day, the very next day on Wednesday, he went there for the interview. The very first interview, he finished it while he was on his way back home traveling. Within the very next hour after the interview, they called him back to say, hey, the job is yours. And they told him, this is a temporary job. It's short term, but there is a very high likelihood that it could become permanent. And we spoke on Wednesday. He has been claiming that permanent job now. He also told me that the pay is good, which means it will bring his back, sorry, it will bring his life back on track. A job coming out of nowhere. That's how good your and my God is. So I'd like to give him glory. I'd like to give him thanks. I'd like to give him praise. He does not stop short of surprising us in his own ways. Pleasant surprises. So thank you, Jesus. You are there and you show your presence and you show that you are able and you are willing, just like we reflected this morning. So that when he brought his burdens to you, what a reflection to have. And you turn that around, even in the worst situations, you turn it around for the good of your people. So I'd like to thank you, Jesus. I'd like to give you glory. I'd like to give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Who else would like to share the wonders that the Lord is doing in and around their lives? Please feel free to unmute and share your testimony. Remember, you're giving glory to God, not to any brother, sister, preacher or anyone else that is praying with you. Because the one that does the miracle is the one that rightfully deserves that praise. So please share your testimony. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid. Do not wonder what someone else will think. Just unmute your mic and speak. Praise God. Hello, brother. Brother, this is uh, Eliza. Okay, sorry. 
you go on. No, that's okay. You go, sister. Uh, Vera, you can continue and then let Eliza speak. Yes. Uh, I'd like to praise and thank the Lord for all his blessings over me, my family, and my Brisbane prayer group. We pray as one family, and I can really claim that no prayer has gone unanswered, whether it be a small or a big one. Uh, uh, I've not been able to come on Fridays because of commitments, family commitments, uh, but I've been listening to all the teachings, and I'd like to praise and thank the Lord for Every blessing, uh, my son, he finished his VC, and thank you to the Rosary group who have been praying. Like every time they lift up all the children, his exams all went well. He graduated. Uh, he also celebrated his 18th birthday last week, and he also got his driving license, for which we give praise and thanks to the Lord. And uh, I went, and it was in the morning that I sent him a. Even during his exams, I would always say that let's agree together and I would send a little prayer for him. And it would really make him feel confident. And he always said, thanks, mom. Uh, and even same thing I did for his driving test. Uh, and I know he he's not a person to join, but I know that deep within his heart, he knows that everything works only because of God's grace. And I thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for even bringing my daughter back here on holidays and, you know, being with us and spending time together. And there are so many things that we have planned now to do. Uh, and God is there at every step, you know, however difficult it might be. Every day he shows us a new way of getting things done. And this week was like a real miracle because at work, my colleague who works with me, in the same class, uh, somehow from somewhere, uh, they were looking, because of our assessment, they were going through paperwork and they just felt that her qualifications were not right uh, for the role that she was given. And it had to be assessed here in Australia, which she has not done. Uh, and she had to stand, be put stand down. Uh, that happened only on Monday when we were traveling together, she told me, that I have to get my qualifications assessed. And on Tuesday, when she came to work, they said, they told her uh, after four hours, they called her for a meeting and then she never came back to the class. And I knew that something was not right. And it just brought all memories back because last year at the same time, I was, you know, made stand down. But uh, I know how the Lord has worked tremendously in my life and brought so many changes and brought me so close to him and uh, I told I just called her up and I told her I said see we just you know we'll pray together don't worry you assess your qualifications and everything will fall in place and uh, next day she went through the procedure and but we don't know how long it will take and she was really disturbed and uh, it was only yesterday I told her what I went through and I said, you know what, but if you have faith in the Lord, there's nothing that can, you know, stop your miracle. I said, everything is going to go well with you and we just pray. And I've been sending her the morning talks, brother of yours. And I tell her because she's at home, I tell her, I don't know. I just feel this is for you today and uh, listen to it. And even I send her the 
morning we get the say it like you mean it i sent her that and uh, yesterday my manager she told me that you know i'm really feeling bad that we had to make her stand down uh, but i uh, one of our kitchen staff is going on she's leaving and we need a person for the kitchen and i'm happy to give her that position right now till her papers get assessed she just has to be an assistant there but uh, and she will even come to the classroom and she will help out not directly but indirectly she will help out and yesterday i spoke to her and i told her you just pray and you see the lord will guide you and today morning she sent me the message saying that you know i have accepted that job because she's come with her husband who's a student and she has the rights to work so and she has to work to feed the family and i really thank the lord for making this you know such a quick change and you know suddenly this job came from nowhere and she will be back with us in a week after her paperwork is being done praise the lord thank you jesus praise god thank you jesus yeah he if we are willing to trust on him he never stops short of surprising us he's got his own ways of doing things thank you lord that you have the last say in every situation yes who else would like to share their testimony good evening friends uh, i'm eliza i'm blessed to be in this prayer group i keep thanking my awesome holy spirit from morning till night for guiding me in everything that i do two days ago i had to see a specialist at mata private i normally use the that is hk vehicle they pick me up and they pick up other seniors also on the way and the driver the lady driver jane was worried because she was given a intimation that there are a lot of traffic jam everywhere today so she was worried as to how she will pick up and drop the other passengers so i told her jane don't worry i will pray to holy spirit and then at every signal you won't believe i just said thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit and the signal will turn green out of many maybe 50 signals till we reached you know i am in picking up others also we had to wait only at two signals maybe for two minutes and the driver was amazed and said eliza please come with me every day in my vehicle so that you know i drop the passengers in time every signal she would say along with me eliza sure magic and then she kept saying thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit i asked her are you a catholic so she said no i said say this prayer every day and see the magic now another thing what happened was i always keep my rosary in my pocket wherever i go even at home so yesterday i was walking the dog and as usual i pray holy spirit thank you holy spirit but i don't know this had to happen i had the dog pulled me in the wrong direction and i had a fall i fell straight on the that's road the cemented road with my head banging and uh, i couldn't get up luckily my granddaughter was just returning home and she saw me lying there and she helped me to get up i had some bruises that's okay but my neck and shoulder 
वॉज हर्टिंग बैडली सो शूज आजिंग मॉर्निंग वेन आई वो कप आई वॉज एन स्टडी आई कुडेंट गो टू द टॉयलेट मन देन आई टोल्ड माई डॉटर लुक आई नीड टू गो टू डॉक्टर एंड टेक एन एक्सरे just to see the status of my neck and shoulder and i called up gp gp was fully booked there are no other doctors available till monday then i asked my daughter just look up if there are any other doctors in any other clinics and we were lucky to find some clinic where there are no appointments just walk in and again i thank the holy spirit for it and this doctor is a new doctor he was so good and when i told him the incident first thing he laughed and said how is the dog so he was such a humorous doctor he checked my head shoulder hand movements everything <clears throat> and then he said this is like a whiplash uh, accident like a road accident which bangs your head so i don't need to take an x ray that's not going to help in any way he says if there is too much pain just take panadol and but you will take four weeks to recover with the pain but don't sit or sleep just keep on with your normal activities and he said that look i was not supposed to be here today because to, on friday is my day off i just had to do some paperwork so i came here and i told him doctor god sent you for me so then another thing is my granddaughter she finished her 12 and she applied for nursing just day before yesterday and yesterday she got a call and she enrolled herself for the nursing course just within a day such a magic and i was wondering she said whether they'll call me at all i told her this is what happens when you say the rosary i'm glad that she says the rosary with me in our rosary group and as sometimes when she is angry with me she says no i'm not going to say the rosary so i said look you're not saying it for me it's for you and i told her look this is a result of saying rosary with me every day so these are all the things countless things i can go on and um, this is i'm really blessed to be in this group and i thank my holy spirit awesome holy spirit from morning till night thank you thank you jesus yes who else would like to share their testimony thank you brother all praise and glory to our lord jesus Thank you. Thank you so much Holy Spirit for your powerful anointing over this group and over all the wonderful ministries and for all the excellent miracles. And thank you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. And uh, recently I read some repentance prayers in Brother Savi's daily reflections and in the morning prayer in tongues. And one morning I meditated on repentance and forgiveness. and afterwards i just randomly saw an envelope with small stones inside it from a very long time ago and i just want to say thank you so much holy spirit for convicting me to realize that 
Only Jesus is the cornerstone of my life. Thank you, Jesus, by 1 Peter 2.7. So thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, for keeping me safe on the road and avoiding an accident this week. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And um, I also gave 1 Peter 3.9 to someone with the spirit of offense. And the New Jerusalem says, Never repay one wrong with another or one abusive word with another. Instead, repay with a blessing. That is what you are called to do so that you inherit a blessing. And thank you, Jesus, that they have said that there's actually more peace in their lives and in the circumstance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And also someone that we have been praying for <clears throat> and declaring 1 Corinthians 2.16 and 1 Corinthians 1.34. They have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is form within them. Has done very well in their academic exams. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And um, there was also another child this week who has actually asked for their own rosary. So all praise and glory to Jesus. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our guardian angels. Thank you, Mother Mary. Thank you for blessing this group, Jesus, and all the miracles in our life. Thank you, brother. God bless you all. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for sharing, sister. Praise God. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? There are so many wonderful things he's doing in your life. Surely there's something you want to give him thanks for. Even if it's just for the fact that you're still breathing, that your heart never gets tired of beating. Small little things. Who would like to share? Um, Brother Russell, this is uh, Ernie. I'd just like to uh, uh, thank the Lord and for sharing his uh, just his goodness in our everyday lives, a good uh, a good lifestyle, even though there's uh, things that are very unique. We have certain problems and challenges that come up all the time, but there's uh, the Word of God. That's all I know, and that all I know that works, and I believe that what, what manifests his word, I just put it to, uh, I put the, I confess boldly, and just praising the Lord. And even in, I can, to, to be honest, sometimes I'm just like, uh, just, I'm, I'm doubtful, I'm uncertain, but when I start to just focus on him other way, you know, our teachings are being taught, things just manifest, and it renews my mind. And when it does, these things, these uh, good results and blessings are, are mind-blowing. They, uh, they come to me uh, with positive results. It could be uh, even hours later or even our next day, depending on what the circumstances are. Therefore, I'm like, um, I like to thank the Lord for uh, just turning a sticky situation where I thought um, I, sometimes when your um, awareness is not uh, on the spot, for example, I was uh, just you, you don't you forget to put on your handbrake, 
and this was at work, but uh, fortunately we are sort of like at a place where the car couldn't roll any further and there was no people around and, uh, you know, for accidents, no one getting injured. And um, it just like, so it rolled sort of like a little bit towards, you know, uh, some certain objects and it stopped the car. It could have been in a more, you know, uh, worse situation. It could be out there in public on a steeper hill and it may just uh, uh, gain moment momentum and becomes uh, fairly deadly. So I like to thank the Lord and his angels for just uh, remind me to be, uh, to, be, uh, be to be more careful and just to turn, you know, some situations around where, you know, you're not in the, uh, mood sometimes to be put down and stuff like that and uh, I like to thank the Lord for our work staff who uh, treated this situations uh, very calmly but of a uh, good professional uh, attitude so yeah just all, all these things it hasn't been easy but um, it was very surprising how the end result Stand out, and I just be able to uh, lift my spirits, and I thank the Lord for His work and administering spirits for you know having the grace and mercy upon me, and just generally all the gifts that He's given me the the food that we eat, the our lifestyle, free um, away from war, but we will also be able to pray for those who are in unfortunate circumstances from the wars and you know from bad weather those who are you know a little bit uh unfortunate so you know it, it gives her all around discernment and just uh, the joy of just having uh just uh, the holy spirit in our lives blessing and the blood of jesus upon our children and children's children that we keep um, sharing these precious uh, knowledge of god to them goes down towards the generation, so give them the same sort of experiences that we met that we um, actually manifesting in our lives to make them uh, prosperous. I thank everyone, and I thank the Lord for now uh, giving us the rain and to just say, yeah, just replenish the earth and just say, yeah, it's the Lord is. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and um, the world and they that dwell up therein. So I thank the Lord for everything. We'll be heaven sent of our lives. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We often take a lot of it for granted, but he, he certainly deserves a lot more glory and a lot more gratitude than what we give him, a lot more credit than what we give him. Thank you, Jesus. We cannot thank you enough. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony and thank the Lord? This is James. Yes, sister, go ahead. Um, thank the Lord for all his blessings upon me and my family. Thank, thank you for the Lord last week's teaching, brother. And I was hearing it again. One, one thing that did touch, opened my eyes was and then Lord, when you said that God made man first in the spirit and then in the physical, it really made me ponder much further. That I was really pondering on that line. And so now I can say that line, that has opened my eyes to the extent that even my prayer has changed. 
so when when i when i when all the revelations i get it is answered in the spirit so now i am sure it has it will and lord will make it happen soon in the physical so really uh, thank the lord for all the teachings brother and as i was <clears throat> reflecting on isaiah 55 10 and 11 brother uh, one scripture touched me was Deuteronomy 32:2 it says let the teachings fall like rain and let the words come as dew so really i want to thank the lord because uh, when the teachings when we get only when we get the teachings we understand and only when we understand we can declare we can declare we are what the word we can declare it we are more without any doubt and so that becomes an answer prayer so i really want to thank the lord for all the teachings brother as i was uh, getting the revelations there was a time when i got the uh, revelations in numbers and one number was 121260 1260 days and another uh, chapter it was seen as 42 months so when i when i was counting the days it was the time it, it came to me as a revelation it was exactly the day when i got the truth in the year 28 when i joined and up till now when i got the that their number as a revelation it was exactly at that day when i when the lord gave me the truth he brought me the truth and was born again so uh, really i thank the lord for bringing me to this group bringing me the teachings making me understand and giving me the revelations and making me to live with him in the spirit praise god thank, thank you, you jesus thank you sister प्लानिंग टू गो फ्लाई ऑन दिस कमिंग मंडे ऑन द फोर्थ एंड मेनी जॉब्स टू बी डन एंड यू नो आई जस्ट कैप थैंकिंग द लॉर्ड एंड टेलिंग हिम uh jesus i know that everything will fall in place and i'll complete all my works on time but uh, all of a sudden uh, i had not gone for my uh, dental uh, treatment which had to fix the cap permanently and i just had that slight doubt that if i have not fixed it it might be in australia it might come out and i might have a problem when to fix it and then the doctor found some fault and then she redid it and it was uh, like really i i am trying to tell her no and she said no 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 it will it will get done and root canal also one more treatment it was like i i could not understand what should i do but i just kept blessing everything around me all the people all the doctors everything she's she's but i had to take a lot of medication which was making me feel very dizzy vomiting all those problems but i just praised and thanked the lord all the time and kept blessing everybody there was so much of swelling in my mouth after last friday's uh, this thing and then saturday sunday no treatment monday when i went i thought she will not able to do anything on my because so much but because of thanking the lord when i told her about it that doctor i'm having she said no there is no swelling and i just said my this is a real miracle like literally i could not eat anything because of that swelling in my mouth but she, she's telling me no there is no swelling and see is it paining and everything went on so well 
I've completed all my treatment and I just praise and thank the Lord for this gift. I also went for my community mass, which um, uh, they had a small game for the youth and the youth had to write uh, verses from the Bible. And you won't believe everybody had written my name saying Percy and has said the verses. So I was just amazed that, you know, everybody's telling me, asking me, uh, auntie, auntie, can you give us the verses? And uh, when they had to write the name of the person who was given the verses. So I just praise and thank the Lord for all he's done. It's only because of this group. Brother Vivek's teachings, Brother Russell, your morning encounter, Brother Savio's reflections, and Sister Shanine for her praise and worship, and Sister Janela and team for the Divine Mercy and Rosary. If it was not for this group, I would not be such a powerful person. I feel so special. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesus. All praise and glory to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is He who does everything. Without Him, we would all be just as helpless, probably useless also. So thank you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Jesus. We love you. Yes, who else would like to share what the Lord is doing in their life? I think, brother, I'll go next. Yes, go ahead, brother. Father God, I thank and praise you in the name of Jesus for this wonderful time, Lord, where we spend time thanking and acknowledging you, Lord. Thank and praise you, Lord. It's been a wonderful week. This whole week has been a blessing for me. But uh, it was yesterday because being a loan broker, obviously I'm in sales and we all have targets and I had to achieve my targets. And it so happened yesterday is the 30th, so it's the last day of the month and we have got to hit target. Um, and that's a compulsory thing for any person in sales. And I was short by one sale for the target. I almost hit it. And this is right up to 5 o'clock where they close at Queensland time. It's 5 o'clock. And because of daylight savings in Sydney, the time is one hour ahead. And, um, and so it happened that in uh, around 4.50, a client walks in and, you know, he, he gets approved at... 4.50 I put the sale through now 5 o'clock is the closure time after that it goes to the next day it means the next month there was some destiny helper I just called after hours and she pushed the sale through at 5.35 5.40 which never happens because 5 o'clock is cut off and at 5.35 the sale goes through and I achieved targets in a bumper way in fact it was a bumper sale actually for me and I just want to thank God because these are things that don't happen in the natural realm. I was just thanking the Lord. I said, Lord, you are taking over. Your battle is yours and I know you'll take it. Physically, I couldn't see any evidence of it. But spiritually, God made it work. And he said, see Vivek, I'm with you. And I thanked and that feeling of excitement to just overachieve the target. Um, I was congratulated by bosses and colleagues and everybody to hit that particular target. But I knew the Lord is so wonderful that He is uh, he is just always there on time and He always does things more than we can even ask or imagine. So today yes. I want to acknowledge that fact that God has gone one step ahead more than I even asked. I was happy with that one sale shot. I said, Lord, even here I'm still happy and thanking you for it. But God said, no, 
you're going through and it's going to be achieved after hours when you know the clock strikes at five means it the door shuts that's it and here i've got a settlement after 5 30 30 minutes after the 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 clock has stopped i mean i'm talking about the sales number has stopped and it is counted for this month it's just a miraculous uh, this is a physical uh, manifestation but i didn't value that so much more i said lord you matter more than this just sale because you are everything for me today i want to give you glory and thanks i want to acknowledge him in front of everyone saying that your miracle is just one step away by your belief just believe and just say thank you jesus just thank him for the little things of life and that's how we grow in gratitude because that's what god expects out of us to just thank him and uh, i just want to give glory and honor and praise to our lord jesus christ because the holy spirit has made jesus christ more real than all situations in my life he becomes more real because he becomes the flesh and i thank the lord for brother for your ministry of bringing the word into our lives in a deeper way what really touched me today was how jesus first commanded the storm he commanded the wind because that's where it ruffles up the waters so he first spoke to the wind and then to the sea not the other way and that's how we should understand the storms in our life by rebuking and understanding the repercussions of what you speak to first and what you speak to next and that's where the lord said i said wow this is so beautiful that this is the depth of the word understanding how to speak and command what situation and also to know definitely understand that any demon requires a physical body otherwise they have no entitlement on this earth because unless they have to be in a body so once they are thrown out of a body they go searching for another one and you and i have the power to rebuke in the name of jesus that's the believers authority which you i and everyone have so unless until we understand this truth that we can rebuke any spirit out of our lives in the name of jesus the devil does not want us to know this he hates the fact that we know it and where this is being spoken that even the storms of our life can be calmed down by a spoken word by a command so yeah these were the truths from the morning encounter and there's so much to learn from the reflections as well and all that we are learning so i'm being blessed to be part of this holy spirit brisbane prayer group um it is yes, just a sir. blessing to be here and uh, give glory to god thank you jesus yes thank you jesus thank you jesus he showed it calm the storms we've had storms this evening as well they've caused a bit of damage around and they actually i i was struggling to get on to this meeting as well zoom was just going into error and wasn't launching for a bit looking at it i knew where the cause is coming from started blasting in tongues and then in a little bit started connecting everything connected everything works smooth and i was on to the session so praise god thank you jesus he works in his own ways he gives us that authority to rebuke the wind and then speak to everything else in the environment to say peace be still so another example of the same thing praise god thank you jesus who else would like to share we can still take maybe another one Rafi, I would like to go, go 
okay there's a few yes yes all of you can it's important to give glory more than the teaching giving glory to jesus is paramount so who's going first is it sister jennifer yeah. are you going first yeah okay yeah okay sure you go ahead yeah Go ahead, sister. Hello, Rasul. Am I audible? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Hello, am I audible? Okay. I would like to praise and thank God for this beautiful day, for the gift of life, for being with me throughout this week gone by, and for blessing me and my family abundantly with graces and blessings and benefits every day. Uh, Brother Rasul, I would like to uh, uh, praise and thank God for uh, uh, basically happening last Saturday. Uh, I had been to uh, office colleague's house because you know he wasn't uh, he isn't uh, and so I'm seeing the fact now not the truth the fact is that he is not sleeping too well and uh, you know he is uh, diagnosed with uh, motor neuron disease which is uh, also known as MND which uh, basically uh, paralyzes the entire body and uh, you know slowly and steadily all muscles give up. So this is a fact, and uh, the truth is that uh, by the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he is already healed. So uh, I had been to his place because his family had completely lost hope, uh, and uh, you know uh, he was. Uh, you know when my brother told him that you know uh, uh, you know this this guy's name is Sharon. So you know when my brother told Sharon that uh, you know can I bring my sister and uh, come to your place because she's in the word and she's you know uh, she she's done a little bit of. Her journey in the spiritual, uh, you know, in the spiritual world. So can I? And I, uh, he, you know, immediately agreed, and he said, "Please bring her and come. I would like to hear the word of God through her." So I, I carried my Bible. I covered myself. I prayed for my family. I covered each one of us in the blood of Jesus. And I went with my brother. It was a long drive, and uh, finally, when we reached there, this family of parents, his wife, and his daughter. And uh, you know the uh, the mother-in-law were there. There were four of them there. Uh, uh, Brother Russell, they were in. You know they were when I entered, they had such gloomy faces. You know it was uh, really sad because uh, Terence could not walk. He had to take support of a stick, of his wife, and of the wall. You know, so he had to take three people. I mean, three things support to just come and sit on the dining table. And he came, he sat, and you know, my Bible. I started reading verses, uh, Isaiah of the Sixty verses ten and eleven, and all that we, you know, which we profess in our ancestors and uh, whatever teachings that I have gone through on healing. And this family was just awestruck. You know, they were so uh, because they were, they believe uh, that you know uh, this thing is something which is joy. You know, so the devil had put in a lot of lies in their ears and in their lives. And when sister, we've lost you. Uh, she dropped out of the call, I think. Yeah, I think she's dropped out of the call. Sister Janela, would you like to continue? And then when she's back, we'll probably. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I would like to thank and praise the Lord for the gift of life, for all the blessings, mercies and graces that he bestows upon me and my family every day. 
Thank you, Lord, for providing all that we need and more than we can ask or imagine. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful praying family and for all our prayer warriors that we are so blessed to be part of this group. Thank you, Lord, for all answered prayers. And we know, Lord, that you are working in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that goes with me every minute of the day and for the powerful hedge of protection that is around me and my family. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us through this prayer group that we speak what we want to see and not what we see, for the powerful use of our words to bless our lives, to speak life into each other and to bless others. I thank and praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Brother, this is Joseph and I will quickly go. Can I? See? Yes, go ahead, sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I thank the Lord for keeping me still in this uh, Brisbane group and uh, every day I'm learning, especially on the uh, morning encounters. I really appreciate that I come to know about what is the conviction and condemnation by knowing who is speaking to me, that it is the devil or the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I also one time, I, sometimes I used to ask the Lord, why are you not taking care of me in these situations? And during one of your prayers, during the time of are you living the life of crippled Christians, your prayer was saying that God won't be uh, stepping into our circumstances until we surrender to, to him. So even if it's a smaller incident or anything, if we surrender, then only he's going to come in to step into our circumstances. I come to understand that. And nowadays I'm started giving every small, even small ones. I ask him to step inside. And I also um, uh, understand that, you know, the faith comes by the relationship that we have with the Lord. So how much we are going to have a relationship with him is very much important, like a friend, you know, we turn to him every day. And as uh, Brother Vivek was saying, like enough, how to tackle the storms, where to, when to talk, where to talk, how to talk, you know, everything. So these learnings are helping us to come to better understand about the Lord and just to, you know, be getting closer to him. Uh, usually I get anger if, when people, one person, when they talk to me, when they go uh, uh, harsh conversations, I end up using a filthy word because then the uh, conversation will stop. That was one of the things that I generally use it. It's nearly two months past when not even one, there is no such thing coming out of it. Everything smooth and soft, even though they try to bring it up, no, nothing. I told them, no, it won't come because, you know, I already given up to God. You are going to handle Lord because, you know, so I thank the Lord. That is one of the biggest, one of the worst sin that I was doing it. And I thank and praise and especially, brother, for the morning encounters and for the teachings, all the teachings I had. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. Thanks and praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, when he steps in, there are some things he will remove straight away. Immediate effect, completely wiped out 100%. Nothing left, no trace of it. There are certain other things where he will let us grow out of it. So that we make our, out of our own will, we make that decision to reject them. So he works in mysterious ways, but we just need to continue to work with the Holy Spirit and submit to him. I think there was one more person as well who wanted to share, isn't it? Yes, brother, I go now, please. Yes, yes, go ahead, sister. Wait, um, hang on. Was there, was there something else you wanted to add, sister Josephine? I saw your mic was unmuted. No, brother, no. No, brother, okay. thanks. Okay, Thank all right. Yes, sister Mish, go ahead. Uh, uh, brother, I want to thank and praise God for the gift of life. The fact that we uh, are breathing every day is a testimony in itself. And uh, even this morning's encounter uh, by yourself was so powerful that uh, it gives us a new meaning to life and helps us to build our relationship um, with, our, with our God. So thank and praise Jesus for that. And um, 
I think Sister Jane mentioned some time ago the teaching by Brother Vivek on uh, how to speak life into death situations, Ezekiel 37. Yes. I, I read that every day. And uh, I think it's more, it's not about the miracle or about the testimony, but it's more, you know, building that relationship with God that is so, so powerful. So all glory to our God, uh, brother. But thank you. And thank you to the Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you, Lord, for being part of this privileged prayer group, Lord. Thank you for that privilege. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, over our lives that you pour into our lives every single day. Thank you, Lord, for covering us in your precious blood and giving your precious blood that we can cover our families and the entire Brisbane prayer group and their families. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for the Holy Spirit, for the revelations that you pour into our lives. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for the favor. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles, Lord, for people who are returning back from the hospitals, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that chases every member of this prayer group and their families. Thank you, Lord, for the spiritual authority, Lord, that you have blessed us with, that we can destroy every plan of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny helpers that you have sent into our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for turning every chaos into order. Thank you, Lord, for every new thing, Lord, that you are doing in our lives. I would also like to thank thank the Lord in, in a special way for uh, all the new things that uh, that we are learning, especially as Sister Jennifer was giving her testimony earlier. It brought uh, to mind uh, the testimony that she was giving and and the sickness that she spoke about of MND. It brought to mind uh, 21 years ago, my mom had exactly uh, the same illness as the one that Sister Jennifer had mentioned. So yeah, it brings to mind uh, at that time, 21 years ago, I never knew the word of God. I was back in India, never knew about it, never knew the, the power in the word of God. But now we know so much. So thank you, Lord, for all that you are teaching to us, all that you are revealing to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Jennifer is back now. She did join in and I think dropped out again. Okay, I think we'll uh, we'll just continue with um, this evening's session. And she can probably post her testimony on on the on the Telegram group. So I'll just make a few quick announcements before we get started into this evening's session. Once again, a warm welcome to everyone. Those that are new to the Telegram group, I'll just share a link so you can join the Telegram group. Please post your prayer requests on there so that there are others that will pray with you and for you. And the blessing is in, in you know, the blessing is in the power of that corporate prayer. That's what our true power is as Christians. Because he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there. There is no reason to doubt. He is there. He did not say, I may, I will decide, I will choose to come. He said, there I am, 100%. So that corporate prayer, see, that's why there is so much power in that rosary group also. That's like a prayer covering, a shield over this entire prayer house. So I'd like to thank God for that as well. Um, I'll also share a link to the I Confess Boldly Scriptures. 
in the chat so that if you do not have those scriptures, please download them, use them in your personal prayer every day. You can personalize those scriptures and speak them out in the name of Jesus. They are very powerful. And once you understand the power in those, you can then meditate on any other scripture that the Lord puts on your heart. Personalize that scripture. Once you get a full understanding of what he's trying to show you in that scripture, make it your own. Once it becomes your own, it is 100% answered prayer then. It cannot fail. The only gap is till it becomes 100%. So God bless you. Uh, also, I'll just give you a little update on our different sessions so that you can join accordingly, whatever works for you. We have morning encounters that are run every morning, 365 days a year, 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Brother Savvy also posts his reflections every morning on our Telegram group. You can meditate on those. If that is blessing you and the Lord puts someone else on your heart there, please share those uh, reflections with them so that their life can be blessed as well. We also have the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions. So these are run on weekdays, Monday to Friday. So Monday to Thursday, it's run at 7 p.m. in the evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And then on Fridays, it's run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Because we have this Friday Bible study session that's run every Friday uh, from 5.30 p.m. onwards. So we start with praise and worship from 5.30 p.m. Then we have confession of scriptures, testimony time, which we have just concluded. And then it's the teaching of the evening from approximately around 7.30 onwards. So all of these sessions are aired live on Zoom as well as on YouTube. And then the recordings are posted on YouTube and on Facebook as well. They are also saved on our Spotify podcast channel. So whatever channels work for you, you can go on to those, listen to them live, participate in them, or you can follow them on the recordings. The participation, I can assure you from the Holy Spirit is the same every single time, even if it's the recording and you listen to it after five years. He will still be there to participate in that same intensity, the same energy. It is just up to your faith. And that's that's another thing we will cover again tomorrow in our morning encounter. How to receive from God. Um, also, another heads up on the Friday Bible study sessions. So, the one that's held on the 15th, I think, is it 15th or 16th of yeah, 15th, so two weeks from now, 15th of December, that will be our last uh, Bible study session for this year. The next two Fridays, the 22nd and the 29th of December, we will not have Bible study session so that if you've got any other personal commitments during the Christmas period, you can go ahead with those. We will not have any Bible study sessions on those two Fridays, but all other sessions will continue. We'll advise you if there is any break in the, the rosary sessions. Morning encounters will continue as usual, no changes in there. And we will also keep you posted on um, whether we will uh, whether we will continue in person uh, for our Friday Bible study sessions in church in person in Brisbane. We're working some options. Uh, watch the space. We will keep you updated in the new year for that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let's get let's get started into this evening's Bible study session. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with all these powerful testimonies, and we thank you for the love that you showered on us. You surprise us in so many ways and you just remind us that you are there, you are able, you are willing. All you want is for us to trust in you, express our faith and then take all that you have promised us by claiming it. We thank you, Lord, that you give all these revelations to us through your word and you open up our understanding and pour it into our hearts. 
So that once that is cemented in our heart and we understand your ways that are much higher than our ways, and then we start to walk in those ways in faith, trusting you, then we must have outcomes that are much higher and definitely much better than what we're currently seeing in our lives. We thank you, Father. I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this session, not only now, but also who will participate in the recordings. Let their homes, their families, every member of their family and all their assets as well, uh, in every part of their life, be blessed in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Amen, Lord. We send it in faith in the name of Jesus. We believe that we have received. That word shall not fall to the ground. It cannot. Thank you, Lord. So last week we touched on what is man, that is tripart, body, soul and spirit, how God has made us, what authority he has planned for us and that he has made us a miniature version of himself, his own image and likeness. And then he set us as an ambassador to govern all the earth by giving us that authority. So his plan was always for us to walk in abundance and dominion on the earth and yet we ended up you see right from Adam, man ended up being weak and sick in the spirit. Living in oppression, in wanting, and then devoid of all the good things that God planned for him. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 was there in God's mind even back then, right from Adam. That's what Genesis 1.28 essentially is. But it was man himself who aborted it. God did not abort any of those plans. And the sad part is we still continue to do that same today as well because of the poor choices we make. When man rebelled against God, we failed in our assignment as ambassadors. Now what does God do to those who rebel? We've seen that in the case of Satan. He kicked him out of heaven. Likewise, man was also kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And that's where the journey of our restoration started. Mind you, that's not where God started planning for our restoration. The Bible says the lamb was slain from the foundations of the earth. So when the earth's foundations were being laid, God already had a plan B, even before he created man. That if per adventure or by any chance man happens to fail, then we need to have a very good plan B. And this was his plan B, to send the lamb. So now the question there is, what really happened when man got corrupted and how God did plan to restore him? Now for this, I'd like to start today by looking at, uh, Brother Savio, can you please take us to Genesis chapter 3 verses 15 to 17. This is what happened when man sinned. He was kicked out, but here's where you see all the judgments that were proclaimed on man. I'd like us to look a little more closely at all of these. Genesis chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. 
and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. So you're looking at the different judgments on the three characters in that scene there. The you that he is referring to there is the serpent, so Satan in the form of the serpent. Now the first judgment was on women. He said women would have labor pains. And then you see till then God did not mention anything about hierarchy or anything of any sort. But here he says very clearly man will rule over woman. That's how a family structure is. That's how the chain of authority runs. Now, modern day thinking may differ in understanding where we talk about equality. And that has its place in society because there are men that exploit their so-called superiority over women, which is an unfortunate thing and that shouldn't be happening. So it has become necessary to regulate that kind of thinking by such laws that we have today, which speak of equality. But what does this statement really tell us here? It is not about superiority. It is the father is the head of the family. So the father is the head of the mother, mother over the children. Christ is the head over the father and God the father is the head of Jesus. So that's really what our hierarchy is. And in essence, what it really means is to all those that come under your authority, you represent the higher authority that is above you. So when we talk about Jesus being the head of man, Jesus represents God the Father to man, not throwing his weight on man and saying, hey, I'm above you. He represents the love of the Father. He represents everything that the Father stands for, love, protection, strength, care, all of that. And exactly in the same way does a man have to represent Jesus to his wife and his family. That's what this authority structure is about. It is not about who is superior. And if you want to read more, you can actually read more in Ephesians 5 from 23, verse 23 to 28. That talks a little more about this family structure. But what we really need to bear in mind here is every word now when you understand this authority and what it means, every word that you speak to and about your family members can either become a curse or can be a blessing. So what you speak, we've just heralded Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, the same thing. It will not fall to the ground. So we have to be very careful on that. 
And then the next one you see in verse 17, which actually got me thinking as well when I first looked at it. And I used to wonder God said something to Eve. But when you look at man, he, at, sorry, at Adam here, he said, cursed is the ground for your sake. He didn't curse man directly. See how God punishes, which is kind of difficult to understand at first, but we need to like, look at it a little more closely. He punished man by cursing the earth. Now, why should the earth pay the price? That's the first question that comes. But when you look at it in from the starting of Genesis, and especially Genesis 1 verse 11, is what says, the earth shall bring forth. So directly affects what the earth produces now, directly affects man's sustenance. And we see that even in our current day life, if there is famine or if you know there are bushfires and crops get destroyed, if we have no rain and there is a drought, when the earth does not produce, it directly affects our life even today. And it's like God saying, because you disobeyed or you rebelled against me, just like we do with our children, he says, you don't get to watch television or your pocket allowance is cut down. You don't necessarily beat them. So that's God's way of indirectly saying something of that sort. Life as Adam knew it was flipped on its head, completely turned around. He could no longer enjoy all the benefits. Up until then, if you see, there is no mention of him having to work for his meal. But now, brothers, have if we can scroll a little down to verse 19. You see, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. For the first time, man was told he will have to work. The earth will not bring forth anything for him except thorns and thistles. Look at verse 18. Man will now have to labor. Now put Deuteronomy chapter 28 in this perspective. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2 says, blessings will chase you. Now look at now what man con man's condition here is. By the sweat of your brow, which means you have to work hard, you have to chase blessings. Now what will come instead out of it? Only thorns and thistles. No blessings. Are you seeing how that curse works? He didn't have to do anything to men. Just curse the earth. And today as well, our lives are no different. If the earth under us is cursed, this is what our reality is. And if you actually look at it by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. It Doesn't that describe our life today? Are we start, still not living the same cursed life of Adam? Are we reflected on this very topic this morning as well in our morning encounter? Here you see man is cursed to labor and there Jesus is saying, all you who labor come to me and I will give you rest. I will turn this around. That's what that divine exchange was all about. I hope you are able to connect this with there and if you are still living this life that is highlighted in the scripture here, that life of Adam, take that scripture, Matthew 11 verse 28 seriously. Come to me all you who are burdened. Focus, meditate on that divine exchange. And then go to him and say, Lord, you took that divine exchange. You completed your part of that bargain. Now I want to claim my bits. I am tired of living this life. I tell you, your prayer life will become very powerful when you start looking at it that way. When you understand. It is not only about claiming scriptures, but claiming with understanding. When that scripture becomes real, 
then you own it. And what you own every time it released from your mouth, it must bring that result. That is when the word becomes flesh and dwells within you. It becomes real. You have digested it. And now you can speak not only on your life, but on other people's lives also, and it will still bring the same result. That's the kind of scripture-speaking Christians we really ought to become. So anytime when you are studying the word as well, when the Holy Spirit puts a particular scripture on your heart, don't stop there. Take it seriously. There is a reason why he's putting it there. He wants you to meditate more. He wants you to start digesting it. He wants you to get that wisdom and understanding to crack it open completely so that then you can break that bread and share it with others. That's what Jesus is, the word, bread broken and shared. Now, one more thing comes to mind when we look at this part of the scripture here and you've seen um, Eve listening to the devil, taking the fruit and eating of it. My question to you with all of this background and whatever you've seen in this um, judgment now in these three verses here, is it correct for us to assume that Eve is the one to be blamed? What do you think? Who should be blamed for this kind of judgment coming? Was Eve the one to be blamed because she took the fruit and then brought innocent Adam in trouble? Can you please type in the chat? Let's hear what your thoughts are. Would anyone like to share what they think? Who do you think is to be blamed? Is it Eve? Is it Adam? They did eat the fruit. Eve took the fruit. There's a few of you saying both. Let's look at it a little more closely. Someone saying Adam now. Why do you think it's Adam? God gave this. Yes. God gave this instruction to Adam in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. At that time, Eve did not exist. It was only Adam. She came on the scene in Genesis 2 verse 22, a few verses later, which means Adam was the one who received the instruction. So it was his responsibility to fulfill that instruction and everyone that was then after him, it, it is his responsibility to ensure that they fulfill that instruction as well. So technically, he was responsible, not Eve. And now I'd like you, with this background, let us, Brother Savio, can we please go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. I want you to look at something here. It is written there in plain sight. Genesis 3, verse 6. So just scroll a little up. The last the part, just the last part of that, the last sentence there. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So when you look at 
her case, for her, it was the benefit of doubt. Adam told me, but I'm not sure whether God said it. Not 100%. Satan confused her a little more. So even more difficult now. But this highlighted verse says, Adam was with her then. It wasn't that when she took the fruit, Adam was not there. He knew very well what the consequence was. It was his responsibility. He was standing with her there and he didn't say a word. He didn't stop her. So despite knowing when he kept silence, that became his sin. That was his rebellion. He failed in his responsibility. Now, many times we commit this sin as well. When we see something wrong happening somewhere, we know it is wrong and we choose to close our eyes and look away, turn in a different direction or even walk away from that place. So God treated his sin there as rebellion. What do you think he's looking at or how does he consider it when we walk away like that? It's no less than what Adam did. This also is rebellion. You know it's wrong and you choose not to do anything about it. And if we do that, then we are equally to blame as much as the one who is carrying out whatever evil is involved in that situation. So it wasn't Eve in this case. It was always Adam who was responsible for it. That is why you see when God came on the scene there, he didn't ask Eve first. He didn't ask the serpent first. The first question he put was to Adam, the one that he gave the responsibility to. So when you look back at Genesis 3 there before that judgment, the first question he came and asked was Adam. That tells you all. And then Adam, as a consequence, was thrown out and he had to now from the sweat of his brow labor and then eat he had to earn his meal so much for blessings were designed to chase him it's it's a very deep thing to think about but we need to take that into account and then change our prayer life so that we can step out of that uh, cursed life into the life where blessings start chasing you A man when, and Adam now, he ended up being sick in the spirit, cursed, poor, naked, hungry, all of those. God cursed the earth, but this, all of this happened to man. No more free meals, no longer covered in the glory of God. So cursed, poor, naked, hungry. And now he needed the skin of animals. So when you read further in this, it says in Genesis chapter 3, it says God took the God made a coat for each of uh, for both of them for Adam and Eve a uh, coat from animals animal skins and that's the really the first example in the Bible God was setting the precedent of substitutionary sacrifice remember if the animal skin was taken it means the animal had to be killed an innocent animal no fault of theirs their skin pulled out taken and made a quote for Adam who actually sinned. Substitutionary sacrifice for sin. Are you seeing how God 
he creates those precedents then he sets up ordinances which he did later he gave that rule to moses and then jesus perfected that by his own substitutionary sacrifice so that sin can be atoned for he really started here it didn't start with jesus when he uh, took the shape of man when he went to the cross and god always gradually builds it up in the same way so there is always antecedent and then precedent the one that happens in the old testament an ordinance is made out of it and then in the new testament jesus fulfills that and says i am upholding the law i didn't come to abolish the law you see this is the first instance of that law being given although he didn't directly say it as a law i hope you are able to see the connection there god didn't do that without reason it wasn't just so that man was naked man was always naked even before that the bible says both adam and eve were naked and they were not ashamed and now suddenly god needed to put skins on them so there is purpose in all of that and then the restoration which culminated in jesus going on the cross but what i really like you to look closely here another thing at is this first part of genesis 3 verse 6 now this is again a part of our life you see she she it says the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food number 1 number 2 pleasing to the eye and then the third thing is also desirable for gaining wisdom these are the three lusts of life that are reflected on right here from the time of eve if you want to see what the three lusts are we can go to 1 john chapter 2 verse 16 brother sahib can you please take us there and then we'll just come back to this verse and you see if you're seeing a reflection of it here 1 john chapter 2 verse 16 for everything in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world to see the three lusts there very explicit lust of the flesh lust of the eyes lust of the eyes now she said she saw that the fruit was good lust of the flesh is it was good to be consumed as food and the pride of life is it was something to be desired for if you can just click back brother savior we will go back to genesis 3 just click back maybe from your browser it should take us there Oh, no, genesis sorry genesis yeah okay yes now this one is just that the this the, the drop down on top is showing one jump but the verse is correct to so see look at that verse again pleasing to the eye good for food so lust of the eyes lust of the flesh and also desirable to gain wisdom the pride of life 
are we not living in the same lust even today? No wonder the cursed life that Adam has, in the sweat of his brow will he eat and consume food. No wonder we are also living that same kind of cursed life. I hope you are able to join that connections there between what actions they took here, the judgment that was proclaimed there, what actions we are taking in our life and the judgment that is being proclaimed on our life also. And we are wondering, Lord, where are you? Why am I suffering like this? But he didn't leave us there with that. He did promise restoration. For that, what does he say about restoration? We'll see at Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. Brother Savio, can you please take us at Ezekiel 36, verse 26. This is his own words now. So he says, you are weak in the flesh, you can make mistakes. But let me give you the mechanism, just like the animal skins uh, example there. So here, he's talking about intrinsic restoration, not just covering now. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So whenever we have the pride of life, our heart will be like Satan's. So the third lust there among the three, pride of life, when you have pride filled in your heart, it's a heart of stone. And he's saying, let me get rid of that. I will give you a heart of flesh. Now when will he do that? When man repents, and that's what we've heard uh, a discussion about in our uh, testimony time as well. We took it up in our morning encounters as well. When man repents, that's when God carries out restoration. Question is, can God restore man without repentance? What do you think? Can you please type in the chat? What do you think? Jesus died on the cross. So I don't need to do anything. I am already restored. I can keep on living the life that I am living right now. That could be one excuse, one way of looking at it. Another is, can we say, what do you mean? I am a Christian by birth or I am a Catholic by birth. I don't need restoration. Let's look at John 3 verses 16 to 18. Brother Savio, John 3 verses 16 to 18, which talks about God's love for us. But I want us to look at the verses after that as well. Now, verse 18 is key there. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. 
but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son remember man is still in rebellion now we are still under that sin of rebellion when we don't repent or we don't see the need to repent it means we are still acting out of that rebellion not repenting is a sign that the rebellion is still alive and when a person is nursing that rebellion in their heart it is still as we saw in ezekiel 36 heart of stone the other thing is if you do not give him permission to intervene he cannot intervene the bible says under psalm 115 verse 16 he gave the earth to the children of men and he kept himself out of it so it is illegal for him to step into our realm and do anything for us until and unless we give him that permission so for that permission we need to repent we need to get out of the devil's kingdom we need to come under god's rule under his kingdom and say now you are my king i give you permission to intervene i ask of you to step into my realm and help me that is why that repentance is important so you cannot make that connection without repentance you cannot ask him because in order to ask him to step in and help you you have to humble yourself for that humbling pride has to be kicked out the pride of life that we are living in that's why those three lusts of life it was necessary for us to discuss only kicking that out humbling ourselves and then going to him and saying now i repent i want you to step in that's when we give him permission otherwise even if god sees us suffering he can't do anything so if you're still asking the question if god can see why we are that we are suffering why does he need to do anything you need to think again have you given him that permission have you taken your step first your repentance is your permission God will never violate any of his laws if he has kept himself away deliberately from interfering in the earth realm without permission he will never break that law he will stay away even when he wanted to send his son Jesus for our own redemption Jesus couldn't come in the spirit even though he is God even though he is the one that made the law he had to uphold it he had to take a human body he had to be born of a woman because that's the only way to take a human body he upheld that law of territory and dominion spirit taking life in a body so that he can legally exist in the earth realm as human he didn't choose to take any other path like the demons do beguile someone bully them and then take over their body he doesn't work that way even there he had to come to the woman and ask for permission can i please borrow your womb so that my son can be born he had to send his angel gabriel he will not break his laws i hope that is making sense and we were created to have that life of abundance but we ended up living nowhere near it so when you look at going back to that deuteronomy 28 that we touched on If you read Deuteronomy 28 closely, nowhere does it say in the sweat of your brow will you earn blessings. 
we are touching on Genesis chapter 3:17 now. Genesis chapter 3:19 now, where it says, "In the sweat of your brow you will eat food." Nowhere does it say that. If you look at all of those scriptures, it will only say one thing: "The Lord will bless you." Not you will earn your blessing. So when he says the Lord will bless you, we are talking about repentance, we are talking about surrender, we are talking about coming under his kingdom. We need to join all those dots and look at, Lord, what is missing in my life? What are the steps that I should take now? So that I can reach that point where what you have said about me there, the Lord will bless you. Brother Samuel, let's look at um, Deuteronomy 28 verse 11. That's one scripture. This is one scripture that I pray every single day over my life and my family. I'd like to encourage you to pray it as well. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me. And after he showed me since then, I pray it every single day. It is not part of my notes here, but I just want you to have a look at it. Because we came to that subject of the Lord will bless you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground. In the land he sowed to your ancestors to give you. This is a promise he has made for you. So you need to claim it every single day of your life. Your health. Your livestock is your investments. The crops of your ground is your job, your business, whatever your main source of income is. Claim it across all. The fruit of your womb is not only you know your children, it is also your health, your entire family tree, your bloodline. And now the other thing I want you to look at, look at all those four verses on your screen. Look at how they are starting with. It never says, anyway, you will. The Lord will. The Lord will send a blessing. The Lord will establish. The Lord will grant you. The Lord will open the heavens. The fifth one, also there, verse 13. The Lord will make you head. So everywhere it is, He will make you. Blessings were designed to chase you. You didn't have to earn them by the sweat of your brow. All that we were meant to do is love God with all our hearts. Love our neighbors as ourselves. The two big laws that He gave us and He said, you do this you will be in right standing with God. Right standing in God means if you are obeying the starting of Deuteronomy 28, if you are doing what He tells you, then the Lord will send, the Lord will establish, the Lord will grant, the Lord will open, the Lord will make. Look at all of these verses on your screen. You see the different combinations of what all differently He can do. And each of them, there is no repeating in any of them. See, And that's why for that to happen, we have to come under his kingdom. And that's why Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It is not a place. So we probably take that in next Friday's session. The kingdom is not a place. It is not a state. It is not physical real estate. It is his influence over our thoughts, our behavior, and then imbibing his nature and his character. Essentially, that's always what he wanted for us to have. His image and his likeness. So that when we live according to that image and likeness, there is nothing Satan can do about you. Your hedge of protection automatically is erected around you. 
that's how job lived uh, lived satan had to go to god and say have you not placed the hedge i can't do anything to him his kingdom also means now that we move away from the nature of the flesh to the nature of the spirit essentially you move away from the nature of sin to a nature of holiness his kingdom also means now you do things his way and those are based on his wisdom his ways are much higher than our ways and at times that might look like foolishness to men based on what we've learned from our common sense and from our education in the world but true riches and wealth are the mysteries hidden in those simple acts of obedience and he doesn't complicate them he keeps it very simple all that he says which you see here in the start of Deuteronomy 28 as well he says obey when you obey then i do all the rest so that's the background the basis of our restoration and now i want to look at the next part which is our connection with the earth today session might go a little past our regular time hopefully we can finish before 9 though so few key principles that i'd like to look at here for us with us first is and we're reflecting on genesis 1 verse 28 god gave man a spirit that lives in a body made out of dust now that body made out of dust is made out of humus so we are actually humus man or human now what that really means is we have that inseparable connection with the earth we are one with it dust thou art and to dust thou shall return we are not separate from it but the advantage for us however is that as sons of righteousness after receiving that salvation we have dominion over the earth through jesus through his kingship because he took over the earth by virtue of the atonement the price he paid and he i paid and he took over the kingdom and brother saviour can we please look at um, genesis 1 verse 28 so those blessings are essential because that's where god blessed man with managing running the earth and it was the opposite of this very verse of all the blessings that are in genesis 1 verse 28 is what took place when god cursed the earth for man's sake in genesis 3:17 so this god this verse them. here on screen is crucial to our existence this is what you are meant to be yes brother god blessed them and said to them be be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground so what this verse really means is man can command the earth to be fruitful and to bring forth what he commands it to bring forth and not just crops not just that harvest of crops of food but being fruitful Im- implies your success in every way if you can command it to bring forth success for your business your job your finances your ministry you can command the earth to bring forth fruit and then the seed lies within your word 
it is your word that you sow there that can bring that harvest, that fruit. So are you seeing now the importance of that series that Brother Vivek has so painstakingly gone into so much detail to teach us over the last several weeks? So that when you understand that and you start commanding, you are sowing your seeds and now you are saying, Earth, I have sown my seed, I demand fruit from it. Jesus even gave parables of uh, the kingdom in multiple ways where he said the, the, the kingdom of heaven is like you know the one with talents. He gave them the talents and then the owner came back and demanded outcomes, demanded results, demanded profit, demanded fruit. You can command in the same way. That's how the kingdom works. The next one there is multiplication. And that multiplication has a deeper mystery when you look at seed for the sower and bread for the eater. What we herald in our scripture, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That's what comes from our harvest. Within every harvest lies your seed for the next harvest that will come after it. So that it's meant to be an ongoing thing that should never stop. What you herald every day in your prayer, the word that you sow in your command every day and you keep sowing, that is what brings your multiplication. And then as part of it, just like Brother Vivek shared his testimony, having that gratitude towards God, giving him thanksgiving so that the multiplication is sustained. And lastly, it's subduing the earth. He said, fill the earth and subdue it. In Genesis 1 verse 11, God commanded the earth to bring forth. And he says, you can also command it to bring forth. Why? Because the mystery there is that when you look at Psalms 24 verse 1, it talks about the earth having its fullness. So God gave the earth all its fullness. He filled it up with all the goodies that are needed for our provisions. So he has made allocation for that provisions within the earth for everything that man needs. And then in Psalm 115 verse 16, he gave that earth to man. So that now earth must obey man's word. And it has everything that it needs in order to bring forth your fruitfulness. What you need to do is to be able to command the earth. So when we say, why did God command the earth? Oh, sorry, why did God curse the earth when Adam rebelled? When it was no fault of the earth. The earth got punished instead of Adam. I hope you are seeing he stopped that fullness. He stopped this verse. Genesis 1 verse 28 from being applicable to Adam. Adam could no longer command the earth. If he commanded the earth, it could no longer bring all these things. Fruitfulness, multiplication, and there is no dominion for him either. All that it would only bring is thorns and thistles. The very first blessing that he gave man, God stopped it. So man who was actually meant to be sovereign over the earth and designed to fulfill everything that man needed and commanded it to bring, that earth now would not cooperate with him anymore. But what we need to understand here for us is the same applic is applicable to us even today. 
there is nothing that you need in your provisions that will come from outside the earth, from outer space, from anywhere else. This is our ecosystem. And the earth was designed to be self-sufficient in it. I'm, I'm going so much into this because when you understand your connection with the earth and the fact that you can command it, your prayer life now must change. And you will pray with understanding, not as superstition, because some brother said, I can command the earth, I'm going to do it. You must pray with understanding. Are you seeing now what that sweat of the brow really means when this blessing is taken away? He cannot command the earth. Go and work. Otherwise, all you needed to do was command and the earth must fulfill. But it doesn't end there. When God said in the sweat of your brow and there is this history of man being able to command the earth, Satan was watching very closely and there came a light bulb moment for him. That is where it actually becomes dangerous because man can still command the earth. It will still bring forth something. Now, if you are not speaking to your earth and someone else takes over your territory and speaks to it, even if they are unrighteous, the earth must obey them. The earth must obey that man because Psalm 115 verse 16 says, God gave the earth to the children of men. Not spirits, to the not demons, to the, to the children of men. So if any other human commands the earth, not necessarily a righteous man, the earth will still be forced to obey. That is the law that God has given the earth. And so Satan would have thought, what if we use that principle to manipulate the earth now? That's where witchcraft gets born. The demonic realm, all they need to do is find a wicked person and get them to speak. Set up an altar for the spirit realm so that the spirit realm, the demonic realm can now enter legally into earth's territory. And when that person speaks, then the demonic realm can wreak havoc into the lives of the one on whom witchcraft is done. It is a legal loophole. God cannot stop it because they are following the principle of altars. The earth will have to obey man's command and Satan can have legal access into the earth to bring barrenness, to bring stagnation, to bring delays into destiny. Are you seeing now it's not only crops. That's what I said earlier as well. People's businesses, people's jobs get affected. And they are wondering, it's probably the manager of their workplace. It's much bigger than you think, my friend. The earth can be forced. And all the people that you see in that workplace are mere pawns in that spiritual movement then. Are you seeing why it's necessary to not remain silent? You will let someone else write lines in your destiny which may not necessarily be in your favor. Remember the parable of the farmer in Matthew 13, where it says, while men slept, the enemy came and sowed weeds. That's exactly what this is. If you are sleeping and keeping your mouth shut, someone else will sow weeds in your destiny. We need to keep speaking, keep sowing, commanding fruitfulness, ensuring there is multiplication. But before that restoration, that is why I took restoration earlier. You cannot command the earth without 
it being restored in its connection so that it obeys you. Let's look at a few other ways in which the earth is connected with man. Genesis 2 verse 7 says the earth was used to create man's body. I'm not going to project those scriptures on screen in the interest of time, but you can make a note. Maybe someone can make a note in the chat. Genesis 2 verse 7 says the earth was used to create man's body. Genesis 3 verse 17, God cursed the earth for man's sake. The one on your screen there, Genesis 1 verse 28, was man's blessings where he could fill the earth, subdue it and command it to bring fruitfulness and multiplication. Genesis 4 verse 11, Cain killed Abel. The earth was witness to that murder, the only witness there. And the Bible says he was cursed from the earth. What does curse from the earth mean? It will no longer yield no fruit to him at all. I would not support his existence, neither would it protect him. That was what the meaning of the rest of it was, that he would have to live the life of a vagabond and a fugitive. He couldn't settle down in one place because the earth will not cooperate with him. Cursed from the earth. There is deeper meaning in there. Genesis 8 verse 22, the earth is involved to bring harvest to the seed. Where Noah was given that law, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest will always be there. So the earth is involved in that seed time and harvest. Without the earth, no seed time and harvest. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, it says the earth is the first witness. Moses called the earth to be witness there. Number 16 verse 30, the sons of Korah and Moses cursed them. The earth opened up and swallowed them because they rebelled against the Lord and they wanted to overthrow Moses. And then 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14, where God talks about healing the land when people repent and pray. I hope you are able to see the connection here now. Man sinned, God cursed the land, man repents. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, God will heal the land. The dots are joined completely, full circle. So the earth plays its part at every stage in your life. Have you thought of this before from this angle? We never looked at it. We always looked at Jesus, but the earth plays an important part. And obviously it's it's under his kingdom. But what he's really saying here is fulfill and return back to or repent and return back to fulfilling that blessing that is in that verse on your screen. Deuteronomy 1 verse 28. Don't take the earth's involvement lightly. Your abundance does depend on it. Your abundance can come from it only. God always blesses man through man, but in all of that blessing, the earth is always involved. So what do you need in order to restore the earth's outcomes to you? One is through repentance. You take back control over the earth. When you repent and then you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. You come under his kingship and he is king of the earth realm. So he gives you control once again. He makes you the ambassador of his kingdom once again. The important thing to remember here is the earth has to obey unrighteous men, but the government of 
Jesus' kingdom is higher than the government the unrighteous man follows, which is the government of Satan. So the higher government will always take precedence. And you are a representative of that higher government. So now when the unrighteous one speaks to the earth, and you as the representative of Jesus' kingdom speaks, your words will carry more weightage to the earth. It must obey you. It recognizes you. It must obey you more instead of obeying them. The second thing is you command the earth to choke all the weeds and cast them out. We've been talking about while men slept, the enemy can come and sow weeds. But now you can command the earth to say, let all those weeds be choked. Break every spell of witchcraft that was reigning over my earth, over my life. That's where the authority of the righteous king is bigger than anything else. Remember the Bible says he was given a name above every other name. So his government is higher than any other government. And every knee in heaven on earth and under the earth shall bow. So all those other governments, no matter how powerful they might look in your current circumstance, they must bow to him. So is it advantageous for you to, to be part of his kingdom and be a representative there? Or are you going to continue to live the way you were? If you continue, nothing changes. Your life remains the same. But if you choose wisely, then you can start replenishing your earth. That's the next step that you would do when you come under his kingdom. So three things there. Take back control. Command the earth to choke all the weeds. Cast them out. Replenish the earth so that it can become fruitful once again and start bringing multiplication back into your life. And in all of that speaking, you will maintain your faith in God. And that he has designed the earth to bring all that is needed to bring for a fulfillment of the plans that he has for you. And as long as you are not doing anything unrighteous, you are staying in alignment with him. As long as you are aligned with him, your commanding the earth will not bring thorns and thistles. It will bring blessings. It's that small difference there. Alignment, one word. Obedience is another word for it. And that's what Deuteronomy 28 is all about. He says, when you are aligned, when you obey, then the Lord will. We saw those five scriptures there. Everywhere it says the Lord will. The other thing to remember in, man, uh, in man's relationship with the earth is that the earth is the first witness to God's dealing with man. And there's another example where the earth was cursed for man's sake, which is, and we won't go into scripture there either, but if you look at 2 Samuel chapter 21, I recommend you reading that in your own time. But that's where, if you look at historically in Joshua, I think it was Joshua 8 probably. Joshua made a, 8 or 9, Joshua made a covenant to protect the Gibeonites. But in 2 Samuel 21, it reflects on a mistake King Saul made. He broke Joshua's covenant. And he attacked and killed the Gibeonites. So for that, in, not in his reign, it was in his successor's reign, King David's reign. There was a famine. When you look at 2 Samuel 21, there was a famine for three years. And when David was baffled as to why is there such a famine and he inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, because you are under a curse. And that curse is because of the actions of King Saul. It wasn't David's actions, but David was paying the price. 
the famine came during King David's time. Why am I taking that example here? Is you could be living in that life of sweat of your brow under thorns and thistles for a mistake of rebellion that was committed by your ancestors. That's what generational curse looks like. King David was not the son of King Saul. He was only his successor as king and yet he inherited that punishment. Famine for three years. Are you inheriting something like this and you're wondering, Lord, why am I suffering? Why is my life like this? Is there a generational curse in your life? That's what you need to figure out. And if there is, then you need to take the same steps to repent for your mistakes, repent for the mistakes of your ancestors as well. Break that curse so that the earth can be released from it. There will be no more, no longer famine and the blessings of the earth should chase and overtake you. Your finances, your jobs, your relationships, whatever it is, take a closer look at them to see if there is anything that looks like that. If it's thorns and thistles, look again. I remember God will not initiate that process. It has to start with your repentance. That is you giving him permission. Now let's look at 2 Chronicles 7 verses 13 and 14. Brother Savio, can you please take us there? We're almost through with today's session. It's just key thing now because it started with when man sinned, God cursed the earth and he says, if you repent, I will heal the earth. So I want us to look more closely at that healing there. That's what our restoration is. But we'll go from verse 13. Because this will give you connection directly to that story of Adam and Eve. When they were judged and they came under a curse. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain. Or command locusts to devour the land. Or send a plague among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Are you seeing verse 13 that is God cursing for our rebellion? That is exactly what Genesis 3.17 was. Man sinned and God said, cursed is the earth for your sake. Here he is elaborating on what is that cursed is the earth for your sake mean. He shuts up the heaven, there is no rain. There is a devourer that comes in. There are plagues that will eat up anything that is remaining as well. That is what cursed is the land for your sake means. And when you put that into your personal circumstances, Sickness comes from all sides. As soon as the pay, the salary comes into your bank, sicknesses come, bills come, fines come, all sorts of unwanted drains of your bank balance comes in and you wonder, where did that come from? It was not even there on my list. All sorts of surprises, locusts, devourers, plagues, and then 
there is no fruitfulness so there is no growth happening anywhere else is your life looking like that verse 13 then you need to do what verse 14 says that is why looking at both these two verses together is important what God is saying is when we have rebelled against him through sin and come under that curse, then when we follow this process, he will lift the curse and he will unlock the earth's abundance towards us once again. That's what we really need to be doing. So is your earth sick right now that it is not yielding to you anything? Only a replenished earth can bring forth. A depleted earth or one that has been shut up this way cannot bring forth. So that equation of while the earth remains seed time and harvest will not work for you. It might work for everyone else around you. And yet it will say, God, my neighbor is prospering, but look at me. And with the earth locked up in that equation, your equation of harvest doesn't yield anything. There is no agricultural harvest. There is no business harvest. There is no job harvest. There is no relationship harvest. Hello, are you able to hear me? Yes, brother. Yeah. There's someone who doesn't like the topic we're discussing, so I got kicked out of the Zoom room. I lost internet connection on my desktop. Praise God. We've still finished almost all of it. So it's just that last verse that we need to reflect on there. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. He says, when my people who are called by my name, who are consecrated to me, will humble themselves and repent, will get rid of their rebellion, turn back to me, and then pray to me, then I will hear from heaven, and I will answer their prayer, and I will heal their land. And once that land is healed, then your Genesis 8 verse 22, while that earth is now 
Russell, we have lost you again. Are you able to hear me? Yes, we can, we can hear, hear you now. Let me see if I can get back to my connection on the desktop. It's just showing my internet connection is back again. Okay. okay. Praise God, I'm back again. So thank you, Jesus. That was all that we had um, for today's. Are you able to hear me? Yes, yes, brother. That was all we wanted to cover on today's session. It's about our connection with the earth and how it got broken or snapped, how we can bring it to restoration once again. And next week, I want to look at the third part of our trifecta, which is the heaven connection. And that is essentially the principle of dominion that God gave man on the earth, how to use that. And on what basis can we command in the name of Jesus? Where we're saying, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave and you can command all sorts of things. So what is the basis of commanding? And what that kingdom of heaven really looks like? It's actually a very big topic and Jesus actually used 26 parables to teach us what that kingdom is. But we won't go into that much detail. I just want to cover the basics of what the extract of all those parables really mean in terms of what the kingdom of heaven means for us. And then how we can walk into that so it's our connection with the heaven or heavenly realm is what we will look at in our next part of this series and then we will conclude in the following week where we will look at what god god's plan for us really was what he really intended for us to be and how we can you know fulfill that plan of his for us so thank you jesus for today's session Thank you for helping us complete it despite all the disruptions in our connection. Thank you for the wonderful testimonies as well. God bless you all and continue to share what you are learning from this with others. Because he said freely you have received, freely give. If the sessions are blessing you, any session from this prayer group is blessing you. There are no restrictions on you sharing it. Give it to others. Let their life be blessed. And if they would like to join us. They are more than welcome to join this prayer group. You know where to find the link. It is available in the descriptions of all our YouTube videos. So just go on any of those or you can even share it from the Telegram group. So share it, invite others to join, let them be blessed, give it as a gift. And we'll conclude our session here with that. Thank you, Jesus. And have a good night, everyone. Thank you, brother.